This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN, follow the hashtag Principal PLN, or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, everybody. This is episode 98 of the Principal PLN podcast. We've got Spike and myself here today. Hey, Spike. Good morning. How are you? I am just great. <laughs> it is Apriary. I'm right. not sure how to say that. That's the new name of the month. Um, and can can I just start out by saying that you really, really pushed my buttons yesterday in Voxer when you said that it was 80 degrees? I know. And now I feel like we're paying for it. Um, Good. Yeah. Because yeah. we've been having, I mean, this like, I think the like the last 10 episodes, that's been like a, th- like a theme, just like checking in with the weather because it has been. It's been odd. Um, so, yeah, like during my whole spring break, it was like 40 degrees, you know, raining every day. And then so we got back last week and things started looking up and it was like 60 and then it was 70 and then the weekend was 80. Uh, I was outside yesterday for a long time and, you know, got my 10,000 steps in. I am think I'm on like day like 15 in a row. And, um, out at my daughter's soccer game and it was like 80 something. It was brilliant. And now today it's rainy and it's 42. (laughs) Rainy and 42. Okay. So we have had, I don't know. It doesn't even matter what the temperature is. Um, depending on which line of the storm you're on, you either are buried in snow Mm -hmm. or it, you're just constantly by ice and there's no point in going outside at all um we i took my boys with me to school yesterday so they could play in the gym and i could get work done because there's nothing else to do and when we went out to my car we're all like covering our heads as the ice is falling from the sky and it took forever just to get my car doors open like everything Mm -hmm. was frozen shut Uh, yeah i I don't know what's going on with this, but like apriary, if that's what yeah. we're calling it, that's pretty yes. cool. So do you think that this stuff has an impact on our um, teachers and kids and parents? <laughs> oh, a, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, and I was just thinking, so we have state testing going on, which, I mean, that's like a month that, that goes on. Yeah, that's starting for us soon, too. And, um, I, I only have one grade level testing on Monday, but... I'm already worried, like, okay, we're going to have to reschedule, I think, you know, if there's a delay or no school. And I've never had an issue with spring testing getting interfered by the weather. Yeah, when we used to do the, um, we do park now, but when we did the the paper, um, they call it the NJ Ask, um, 
it was a little bit earlier. I want to say like in March and then you, you would run into those problems. Um, but yeah, who would think like at the end of April, like May that we would still be having that discussion. I don't think that's going to be it for us, but, uh, well, what do you guys take now? Cause you don't take the park, do you? No, we take a Wisconsinized version of the Smarter Balance test. We did the Smarter Balanced one year. And actually, it wasn't even called the Smarter Balance because politically it turned into a whole big deal. And they just slapped the name the Badger exam on it, even though it was the Smarter Balanced. Um, let's be real, if there's any mm -hmm. people listening. And then the following year, then um, it turned into the Forward exam. Okay. Uh, which it's still, I mean, essentially it's, it's the smarter balanced, but it's the Wisconsin version of it. Um, and yeah, digital. Yeah. Which I, I love technology. I am all for technology, but I would, I would prefer to go back to paper pencil. Really? Just because of the tech issues that, um, can be at play, you know, kids getting booted out of the test, mm -hmm. um, having to, you know, hard reset their iPads because, you know, the functionality of the test, something goes wrong with it. And it's just, it, I mean, it, it gets better each year, but it's mm -hmm. just, it's a hassle. And it makes me question the, you know, validity of it when, right. you know, a kid gets frustrated that they're getting booted out of a test. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Um, because I can only imagine what it's like, you know, scoring all those, um, you know, if it's paper and pencil and then, you know, what, like, like just the, the speed and the, you know, the, the getting the feedback is, is really what I like, but I don't know. I, I think like with us, um, we're still doing the park, uh, but I don't think that's going to be lasting much longer with our new governor. So uh, it'll probably be something else though. Um, that's, that's sort of the word on the street in New Jersey. Um, really? Yeah. Like just yeah. your own state's version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be part of that uh, consortium anymore. And it, it's really whittled down. I mean, it was like, you know, at one time, yeah, there was like half the nation was doing Smarter Balance, half was doing Park. And now it's like only a few states probably on each side. Um, I mean, I, I understand the concept and, and I get it. But I think, I think also what those tests were intended to do i don't think they're doing is like you know they should be like a little bit of a like a you know sort of just like a benchmark progress monitoring of some sort you know along the way um but i think what we do is we've we've just we've approached them the same way that we did the other tests you know like where you shut your school down and yeah. everybody has to test and all that kind of stuff and um, we, so we don't shut our school down um mm -hmm. and you know, since the window is so big, we, we spread it out. Um, so like I only have one grade level testing at a time and they only do like one test session. And mm -hmm. since, you know, we are a one-to-one -one iPad school and they test on their iPads, they spread out around the room, just like it's reader's workshop. And, you know, kids might be sitting on oh, the really? floor on a beanbag, taking their test. And um, we make I, it not be like a huge freak out deal. Okay. Wait, and they take it on their iPad? They do, yeah. Hmm. Like on a little mini keyboard, like that extension, or are they actually just um, they, interfacing it like a regular iPad? They, yeah, they just use the iPad, the keyboard on the iPad. I mean, they type on that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's flex, and you can still do flexible seating and all that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, we have a, a, like a, a bigger window. I think what we try to do is just condense that window because, you know, the longer it's out there, the, you know, the more it's going to impact the school. So um, we try to get as much done uh, as possible, as quickly as possible so that it's over. Um, and we're testing, you know, going through like 1100 kids in, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, it, that's no easy feat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I know that this episode will come out like after testing. So this will just be an idea for people to tuck away for next year. Um, but so the test tickets, I'm sure you guys have just printed yeah. test tickets mm-hmm. and I wanted some way to just have a little bit of inspiration for our kids. And I, I can't handwrite on every single note. So I, I use bitmojis oh, and yeah. found ones of myself, like one, you know, where they're in the corner of a ring, like you got this and mm-hmm. um, just other um, cute little bitmojis. And then I made a template um, along with a little message for students. Um, and then, you know, with my signature on it and printed those out on labels and then slapped those on the back of test tickets. Oh, that's awesome. So just my own little way to give them some personal inspiration. <laughs> You love the bitmojis. I am obsessed with bitmojis. I know you got me into them, and and I can see why. I mean, there's just like a topic for everything. And it's well, like... I know. So think of it like the last time we podcasted, um, and I asked you guys to come up with a bitmoji. Like you each picked a bitmoji that. Oh my gosh! If you hear that, that's my dog. Um, you each picked a bitmoji that had something to do with the topic of what we talked about. Right. Like, right. Think of how that can engage kids too. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was um, hanging with my daughter the other day and she had her Snapchat up. And I guess like they're animated as well. And um, so oh, they have really? this. Yeah. So they have this thing where like you're looking at Snapchat and then her bitmoji was dancing with my bitmoji and then they were chasing each other around. And it was like it was like augmented reality, too. It was like pretty cool. That was in, that's in Snapchat? That's in Snapchat, yeah. Oh my gosh, I will have to one check of those, that out. One of those filters, yeah. That is pretty much the only way to communicate with my 12-year-old. Yes, I think we talked about that before. I try to, um, okay, I, yeah. We, I try to text my son and he won't answer his regular text, but yeah. he will answer on Snapchat. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually borderline ridiculous, but. Whatevs. <laughs> well, I love joking with kids sometimes when they have like like um, like the headbands on, like if they just have them decorated in some sort of way or like the little bunny ears or whatever it is. Like I'll be like, "Oh, are you wearing are you wearing a Snapchat filter?" Um, because I, <laughs> you know, I I just I get a kick out of that. And um, yeah, I, I see a lot of people, especially like in our generation, do like the Snapchat filters and then they make those like their um, okay. personal pics and stuff. So I don't even know. Like it's it's taken me years to figure out Snapchat. Like I've had people try to help me and I'm just slow to the game. Um, but the last time I went somewhere that, you know, they advertise that they have a filter, I couldn't figure it out. I don't understand how to use a Snapchat filter. Or no. is that even the right thing? Am yeah, it is the right thing. thing. Okay. It is definitely the right thing. Um, yeah, it's 
Uh, there's there's tons of them. I think when it first started out, there was like, you know, the levels of just like the regular ones and then you had to pay for ones. I don't know if they even do that anymore. Um, but I think that, um, you know, these the filters are just that that's really what has made Snapchat, you know, like all like filter and, after filter after filter. And have I think there's schools that have their own Snapchat filters, right? Yeah, is because because I think that like anything is like um I don't know if this is the right term or not, but like geo cached or something like that. So like if you do a Snapchat in Washington Township, like you take a picture or something like that, it, it could give you the weather. It could say Washington Township. It could say this, that, or the other thing. Um, so I, I'm I'm assuming that yeah, schools are part of that as well. I don't know if that's something that you set up or what. I. I think that if we have somebody listening who uses Snapchat in school, like to engage kids, um, or even um, what, like I've seen the hashtag book snaps, is that mm -hmm. using Snapchat? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't spent time in it, but I, I would love if somebody uses this to engage kids. I, I want you to let us know and come on the podcast. Like, I think we should talk about yeah. this. I would I would be interested as well because I I I saw it like sort of early on I was like ah oh, this could be really good like you know for the school and stuff but I just um you know like with everything else I don't know just I I didn't connect with it um quite as much as I thought I would well and even um like so I've seen people's book snaps on Twitter like there's a picture of the you know quote that they connected with in a book and then mm -hmm. their little person is on there mm -hmm. um i've tried to do that um and then i get frustrated and it seems like way too much work and i'd just rather highlight it with my yellow trusty highlighter yeah I well you know it's, i don't know i, I, I don't I need guidance yeah i i just feel like it's 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 a it's another thing you know and i hate saying that because um I know that, you know, we, we still use, you know, Twitter a lot and stuff and yeah. that's another thing and, and Facebook and, and, you know, I, I think as many of these things that are out there, um, you know, it's still, I, I don't know, it's still, it's still difficult to, to, I think, keep everything, you know, as organized as possible. Like I always say, like, you know, I, I've been at this school now about two years, over two years and I was like, yeah, oh, we've really increased like the communication, but the feedback that I get from the staff is like, yeah, as much as there's stuff out there, I still don't know what's going on. So actually you're going to be going back to like a, um, a paper thing that we put in everybody's, um, I know don't oh! like wait, in, in their mailbox oh for like a monthly, like at a glance thing. But you know yeah. what? I guarantee you, there are still going to be people who don't read the paper, Spike. I understand that. It's going to happen. I understand that. But I think, so this is the dilemma. Do you, if communication is, is, is key and making sure that everybody knows what's going on, it, does it have to be just one way? And oh, no, don't you no, have to, have I to put, I put, you know, I'll put the same information out in multiple ways. Right. You know, it's on the Google calendar. It's in the Friday focus. It's in the right. secretary's daily notes that come out. Right. It, um, and, and it's multiple times, you know, mm -hmm. and then there'll be one person. Well, I didn't, I didn't know about that. When did you announce that? 
like six different six different times I did. Right, and right. by the way, you are the hardest on your students when they don't know what's going on. So why don't you read the information? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think, um, you know, because I think elementary teachers do a great job of like, you know, sending calendars home to parents and, um, you know, they send the newsletters and all different types of stuff. I, 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 I really get that. I, I love it. Right. And then you look at the, at the middle school and they're not doing that at all, you know, and, and they don't utilize their, their, you know, their websites and, and some of the different things that they have out there um, or any of those other apps like Remind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know as a parent, it's just very frustrating because, you know, you have, you know, your, your child has six, seven, you know, different teachers. It, it is hard to keep up, you know, with all that. Um and, and middle think, school kids don't share information when they come No, <laughs> no, it's like there's this vortex that happens. Hole. You know, so I think a lot of times what parents do is they just sort of like, all right, well, you're a middle schooler, you know, just just give up, you know, and um, not that they don't care, but it's like, you know, it's really hard to, you know, keep track of all that. So I don't know. So I look at it from a parent perspective that way. Like, yes, I got six, seven you know, different subjects that we're following. And, and again, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's grades, but that's all stuff that's happened. You know, um, very rarely will you see like, these is the, these are the homework things that are coming up. These are the projects that are come up. These are the assessments that are going to come up. It's, you know, and I think what, what they do a lot of times is like, well, it's written on the board, you know, and then I'm not there. And I understand we're trying to teach responsibility, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if I said this on here or if I just was like one of my rant, but I was in a parent conference um, for my son. And I, I use the example of, I, I understand what you're saying. I was like, but guess what? You know what? I didn't bring a pen to this meeting. Will somebody let me borrow a pen? And they're like, yes. And I said, okay. You know, I don't have anything to write on either. Would somebody let me um, borrow something to write on? Of course. And I was like, what I feel like we try to do a lot of times with kids is like, well, we're preparing them for the real world. This is the real world right now. And you guys gave me a pen and you gave me paper. Not going to understand how frustrating that would be if every day I came in and did that. But I think, I think collaboration is also part of the real world. You you know, identifying and and sharing resources is as well. I think it's so easy for us to say, well, in the real world, you're not going to do that because that it's, it's things aren't that black and white. Well, and teachers in punish kids in the name of teaching them responsibility, just punish them for not being responsible. It's not teaching them to be responsible. The kids who already have responsibility are bringing the stuff and they're just punishing and picking off the kids who don't bring it. And they need help learning how to be responsible, not to be punished. Right. Not teaching them anything. No, I agree. I think I like one of the things I'm really impressed with that at the school that um, that I'm at at Lakeside, we um, we have a binder system. You know, it's all through the Avid uh, program and um, every kid has a binder and it's taught, you know, it's taught how to, you know, how to maintain a binder. Why do you keep a binder, agenda writing, all that stuff is um, it's paramount to to success. Um but it's done in such a way that it, it is taught, it's retaught. <laughs> they, they do binder boot camps, you know, like, um, you know, and, and 
some teachers, you know, really enjoy that because it's like, okay, how can I help this kid get from this jumbled, you know, mess of a binder all the way to, you know, the other end of the spectrum where it's organized and they know where things are. And, um, you know, I think that really helps out. And that's, you know, that's a super low technology thing, which I think is important for these kids to know. And I, and I think that, um, you know, when I, when I look at, you know, um, the, the kids in the classroom or I talk with them about what's going on, you know, they can access where their information is, you know, it's, it's really easy. Um, you know, other schools are, you know, or like where my son goes, like there, it's not, there's not an emphasis on that. So oh gosh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I uh, wish my kid had that. I tried to get my child to have that. I got him set up with a binder at the beginning of the year. And, you know, every day he came home, we would, you know, go through it together. Mm -hmm. And like the second weekend, he's like, mom, nobody else has a binder. This is embarrassing. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. So then, then we go to like, he's just shoving crap in his backpack. And the other day, well, maybe it was like a week or two ago, he got in the car and I'm like, buddy, something smells like really bad. Something smells. And when we got home and he got out of the car, there was something wet on the seat. I'm like, cause he had his backpack on. So I'm like, there's something leaking from your backpack and it smells like pickles. We don't even have pickles <laughs> there. What? Like he has so much crap just shoved in his backpack. And within there was a Ziploc bag of fruit of some sort that oh. fermented. Oh no. <laughs> It was so bad and then it was leaking in his backpack. It was, I mean, it was just a perfect <laughs> picture of how of how a teenager can be when they don't know how to organize their crap. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it smelled funny too. Yeah. Tell you that. I um so I'm curious to know more about your avid. And you talked about this one time and I, mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. looking at stuff. Did your school already have that when you went there? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, in fact we had a, it was really interesting. Um, one of the highlights of the week this week, uh, was that we, we hosted a site visit. So since we're a national demonstration school, we had schools from, you know, surrounding areas, North Jersey, um, and Pennsylvania that came and, um, did, you know, did a visit to our school and, uh, it was, it was really cool. Um, and I'm very involved with the AVID program. Um, you know, I sit in on their site team meetings, uh, help them with, with their video. And, you know, so because I think it, I think it really works, you know, and I see, I see the benefit that it has for the kids, not just the kids that are in AVID, but like we look at all of our kids are, are AVID because of the binder and the way that we do notes and stuff like that, Cornell note taking. So, yeah, this was established for, I think it's been our eight to 10 years, something like that. And, um, it's operating at a really high level, um, definitely like the heartbeat of the school. And um, so at, at the site visit, you know, basically what you're doing is you're just, you know, open up the classrooms for visits. Um, we did a student panel. We did a teacher panel. We had administrators uh, talk both from the central administration and also from the building. And, um, you know, just going over the, the different, you know, the different facets of, you know, how do you, you know, if there were some people there that were just like looking at the program, like, okay, maybe I want to have, I want to introduce Avid into, um, 
the school or um, we have at we have one avid class and we want to expand it out or we want to go from, you know, school wide to we want to be a demonstration school. So there are all these different types of, uh, you know, schools that were there. And it's it's interesting because like you listen, I, I thought the, the best part about it is just listening to what the kids say and um you know, the, those kids who are, and it's really geared at you, like your middle of the road kids as well. You know, the kids that, that have the potential, but they're not necessarily taking advanced classes. They, um, you know, that they're, but they're with, with a little bit more attention and support, you know, they can do that and then they can, you know, go to college. And I always say like, I probably would have been an avid if, if my school, you know, when I was younger, you know, wasn't avid school. I probably would have been that because I was just that that middle of the road kid. I but I needed the extra support. So our kids, um, there's there's a, a few there's like two sections in uh, each grade, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And um, you know it's neat. You know they use it as an elective. Uh, we have college oh. kids that come in and do they they do these tutorials and they help the kids um, study, develop study habits. Um, there's a whole emphasis on note taking and, um, so if there's yeah. two sections and it's an elective, does that mean not every student gets this? Correct. Not every student gets it, but every, every teacher integrates it into their class. Okay. And so, so that, there must have to be training for mm -hmm. staff, like how, um, how, how much of an investment in, um, you know, staff training and then um, cost, is it? I'm just curious. So, I mean, not not like personnel and stuff like that. I think the program itself is like 30,000. Um, like that's like, like with professional. Initially or this is your 10th year. So is it? I, I don't know. You know what? That's a good question. I think it's, I think it's because uh, um, it started out as a, as a grant program. Okay. But it, it is part of our budget. But um yeah, because it, what what it what you have to do is like you have to take them on college visits. Um, there's okay. you know there's parent nights. There's there's all this type of stuff. So yeah, that's a that's all the you know sort of like materials things like that, um, professional development. Um, but what it does is it like it it keeps everybody on the same page, you know, and it is a um, it. Like, so if, if, if a teacher is doing notes, but it's just a regular science or social studies class, they do the Cornell notes just like everybody else does, you know? So that's, I think that's like one of the huge benefits of it as well. Um, but yeah, it, it can be expensive. Um, we also have, we have a, um, a teacher who is, all she does is avid. And um, so she does the electives and then she also, you know, coordinates the program and, and all that kind of stuff. She, she teaches, uh, you know, other things if we have like holes in her schedule. And then there are other avid trained teachers who may, you know, pick up elective if, um, you know, if we can fit it into their schedule. And then, um, and then it goes on to the high school as well. So this is the same thing uh, at the high school. That's, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very, um, I mean, their whole focus is really on what instructional practices really work and how can you get them into the classroom. Um, they do everything from social emotional learning to equity diversity, you know, um, 
and then like your tried and true like higher level stuff philosophical chairs and you know cornell notes and um it's it's interesting um you know i've been to like their summer institute and you know it's uh it's it's very um it's very instructional based and and but it also enhances the climate and culture do you happen to know what is your so you have one high school in your district well it's two buildings one high school right now okay but so they use avid i would be curious to know what is the the rate of students going to college once they graduate yeah well i mean there what we've noticed too is like there is a drop off from middle school to high school because when you get into high school you have you know everything is um competing with each other you know sure. we try to do our best of you know, being able to offer everything. But um, unfortunately, sometimes kids can't fit it into their schedule, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and as far as like the the research, I don't know, I, I know that that was something that they discussed the other day, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it is something they look at, like, you know, because you're looking at like first generation college students and, yeah. and all that. And it's like, how many, you know, end up going? Um, I know, like, anecdotally, you know, all of our tutors who come back are, are um, folks that went through AVID. Um, in some of our uh, college tours, we've actually met, you know, kids who were AVID, you know, AVID kids. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty impactful. Um, so it's, you know, and it's also twofold. It's like you're putting a lot of energy into these, you know, 30, 60, you know, about, about 30 kids, I guess, a, a grade. Um, so, you, you know, you're saturating with that, them with, you know, with AVID, but then it's also, you know, school-wide. So it, it has two benefits to it. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm impressed. Well, like I said, even when I was addressing the the visitors the other day, I was like, this is, this is something that was here before I got here. You know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. So, uh, you know, I think that's part of it too. It's like understanding it, supporting it. Um, because, you know, when you look at tight budgets, you know, that's something that always gets discussed. And, um, you know, our, our district has been very, um, you know, diligent in saying like, you know, we're, this is something that we believe in. Um, you know, when we had visitors the other day, you know, our superintendent was there, our uh, board members were there, um, the uh, the district coordinator, she does um, updates all the time, you know, to the board so they know what's going on. We got kids that talk about it, you know, because sometimes it's hard, you know, it's hard for, and then other, because other people can say, well, why don't we, we easily just cut Avid and then, you know, everything will be fine. Yeah, but if it's if it's one of the reasons why your kids are being successful, you can't cut that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was cool. Look at this. We went into this a half an hour ago with no topic to talk about other than mm -hmm. me complaining about the weather. Mm -hmm. And I think we came out with some pretty interesting stuff to listen to. You know what? I just want to add one more thing. This okay. the, the other day we had so we had this visit and one of the one of the um because this is a, a good technology uh, question. I'm curious to see what you think. Um, you know, one of the people, you know, said, let's, you know, as with the advent of technology and a lot of places going one-to-one, -one, um, like, do you guys think that you would continue with your binder system or your note-taking system? Um, because kids could just easily do that, you know, on the computer. And uh, one of our teachers did a, did a great job of, you know, citing and, and talking about the research but um 
you know, when you take notes, um, paper, pencil, or, you know, however, however you want to call that a handwritten notes, um, and you go through that process of reviewing them and, you know, you are rewriting them or, you know, however you do it. And the Cornell process is, is pretty tried and true way of doing it. Um, you can retain more information than if you were just typing, um, you know, your notes in like say word or Google doc or something like that. I'm curious to say, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah I've read the articles and the research that support that. Um, however, I also know that myself, if I'm going to take notes, I can't read them. My handwriting is so awful and it is just a painful process for me. Um, and so I have to type my notes. Um, and, and I know that, you know, there are some kids who are similar to me that, you know, handwriting is, is not functional right. for them. Um, so I, I get it. I read that and I, I fully understand it for the majority. Um, I'm just one of those anomalies that I, it doesn't work for me. I can't handwrite. I loved when the computer came along and because I'm the same way, like my handwriting is is atrocious and I've always, I was always getting in trouble for that. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, even, you know, making your to do list and calendaring it out, it well, first of all, I mean, we have so many things on our to-do list that it is beyond frustrating to me to write a to-do list and, you know, cross off like maybe one or two things and add to it and then rewrite the flipping list the next day. Right, right. I, I can't, I can't handle that. So that's where, you know, Google Calendar, I put each thing in there as a separate event on my calendar. And if I don't do it, I just click and move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't take a whole like personally, like in my day to day life as a principal, I don't take a lot of um, handwritten notes. And when I do, if you were to go through and look at that notebook, I mean, it, it would be you would be like, this is this is in another language this is like, yeah, yeah. But there are some that I there are administrators that I'll go to meetings and they they have a notebook and everything's organized and stuff like that. And then there's some like, even like with the Evernote thing, if you write it in that Evernote, then you can, you know, you can categorize that and all that kind of stuff, which I'm like, wow, that's just, that's amazing. Um, but I mean, taking a class, like if I just think back to, you know, bachelor's or master's or like even going through the doctorate, like I didn't, I didn't take a lot of notes on the computer. I was taking them, you know, in a notebook and stuff. So I don't know, but I, I like what we're doing with kids in that they do spend a lot of time on technology and we're, we're still having them, you know, handwrite notes and, you know, review in that, in that way. Um, but, so but I think, ways, you know. yeah, no, cause I think you can teach that process and it's still the process, whether you're handwriting it or typing it, you're still mm -hmm. going through the process and then reviewing it. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you teach it and have them all do it, okay, now you do it the way that's best for you. That's best for you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's where, that's where you get into, um, you know, when you get into high school or into college, then, you know, maybe that worked for you, or maybe you just want to do all the, the typing or, or whatever, or some people, they handwrite them because I think with the Cornell process, you're supposed to go through your notes like seven different times. And that like increases your, um, 
you know, understanding, you know, uh, of the material. And, um, you know, one of those processes could be that you take it from the, the handwritten form and put it into, you know, type it. So you're, you know, just because you're exposing yourself, you know, one time after another, after another. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting, but you know, the way that they, you know, um, you know, interface with the, with the text and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know about you, but when you're reading, you know, the latest and the greatest leadership book for principals, do you, you know, do you highlight, do you write in the margins? Do you do all that? I highlight, I tab, I seldom write in the margins, but I will often then type the highlighted portions into Evernote. Okay. And I'll, you know, I have a different note for each book that I've read. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of book notes in Evernote and I, just cause I'm a dork. <laughs> and, and I also cite what page it's on because I learned in our book writing process that when you get to the final stages, you need to know where it came from. So That's right. I just, I mean, from now on, I always do that in case um, it's something that I want to use in my writing. Awesome. So, so I know we're, we're getting ready to wrap things up a little bit. So tell me something that was good that happened, you know, at your school this week or in your professional personal life. What's something that you're grateful for this week? Oh, okay. So we had our end of quarter pride assembly, which is always exciting and fun to, you know, give out awards to kids. And it, um, I also got to announce at that assembly that we have a teacher who was the in Wisconsin. It's it's the Cole Fellowship Award um, recipient for our region, mm -hmm. um, and then he will move on to the Teacher of the Year level competition. And our school gets six thousand dollars in his honor um, for receiving that award, which is pretty cool. That is cool. The only unfortunate thing is the reception to receive that is, well, I mean, not that he won't receive it, but the reception is today and oh. nobody, nobody's driving today in this weather. Right. So we're not going to go to that, uh. but, but the school still gets it and, and he still gets it and he's moving on to the state level. So it was fun, um, to announce that yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. Good How about you? I mean, I think, you know, like having that avid visit was great. Um, I think since the last time we've talked, I've continued with my one thing. I think I'm like, you know, Sonia before, like, I think I'm like 14 days in now of 10,000 steps and I've been getting up in the morning and doing it. Um, so it's been, it's been really good. You know, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm really getting into the groove with that keep on going. Yeah. Keep on walking one foot in front of the other. I mean, I didn't this morning, um, just because it is Sunday and I know we had this podcast and stuff, but afterwards I will, I'll get out there, but, um, but yeah, track just, just little thing, you know, like tracking my steps. And, and if I, if I do it in the morning, um, it's so true. Cause the whole thing is like, what's the one thing you could do to make things, you know, easier or even unnecessary, you know, throughout everything else. And it's like, I'm not struggling to get all the the steps in and stuff as I was before because I'm almost like halfway done just in the morning. So yeah, it's been good. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. So um, awesome. So I think that is kind of wrapping everything up for episode 98. Uh, we are 
inching closer to that hundred uh, mark. I really appreciate Teresa has been sending out all those, like, you know, the, the past um, uh, podcasts. And I had a, a colleague of mine was like, Hey, have you guys been like recording a lot of podcasts lately? And I'm like, no, not necessarily just like once or twice. And I was like, Oh, I was like, you're seeing that, um, you know, all these, these are coming. I said, no, we're just doing this like road to 100. <laughs> and she's been like putting out like one every day, you know? So it's been cool. I, I wish that we all had the financial resources for us to all fly somewhere. I know. In a safe space <laughs> to record 100, 100 and have, yeah. a, have a celebration. Yeah. But it will still probably be from my couch and your Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, Jess, what do you got to say? Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.